Hello and welcome to Earth Matters. Late last year we celebrated our 1000th show and it inspired us to take a listen back in our archives and celebrate the wonderful diversity of environmental and social justice stories that we've been broadcasting over the years. As Invasion Day approaches, I thought it would be a good time to play a repeat of a show produced by Indira Narayan in 2003 with recordings from a Survival Day forum on Yorta Yorta Country. It features Monica Morgan and Margie Thorpe. I hope you enjoy the show and get inspired to join in the various Invasion Survival Day activities which are being organised for January the 26th. Hello and welcome to you, wherever you are around the country. You're listening to your community radio station and this half-hour edition of Earth Matters, Australia's National Environmental Issues Program. I'm Indira Narayan. In early December last year, the High Court approved Justice Olney's verdict that the Yorta Yorta could no longer claim native title over their traditional lands. Olney said that the Yorta Yorta people's connections to country had been washed away by the tide of history. On a day often used to celebrate white invasion and settlement in this country, the Yorta Yorta, other Australian Indigenous people and their non-Indigenous supporters remember January 26th as Survival Day. In 2003, the Yorta Yorta held a survival weekend in the heartland of their country in the Barma Forest on the Murray River to celebrate their survival and reaffirm their connection to country in front of the whole nation and in front of their supporters. Today on Earth Matters, we hear two Indigenous women who spoke that weekend. Monica Morgan, Yorta Yorta spokesperson for the Council of Elders, and Marjorie Thorpe, Indigenous activist whose family comes from Gunnow Land, Lake Tyres and Western Victoria's Ma Country. First up on Earth Matters, Monica Morgan. Hello everybody and uh, welcome again today on our country. And we had a wonderful night last night and um, I think uh, it sings to the heart of our country that we've got all this support. Um, the Elders Council had a meeting on Friday where we wrestled with these very same issues. Um, I'll just go through some of the outcomes of that Elders Council meeting on Friday and also talk to some of the fallacies um, that to clear in your mind, uh, you know, the baggage that's hanging on to us after that native title application because we want to say that that was only one small portion of our struggle and that's just been let go of now because what we did was exhaust the avenues in the legal system under that which needed to be done but that isn't the whole end of it now so but at the elders council meeting uh, as you know I was given the pleasure and the honour to be the spokesperson for the Yorta Yorta Nation supporting the elders and being the go-between between lawyers and doing a lot of the um, front line for the negotiations and those things, uh, 12 years, and of course that's a short time when you think about 214 years of struggle, and the elders and the elders before me have been doing that. I am standing down from the position of spokesperson for the Yorta Yorta Nation. I'm moving on to another sphere. Of course, I'm very much involved with Yorta Yorta, and it'll be on that international trying to look at 
those type of uh, levels, so I'll be working very closely with people like Chris and our lawyers. But Uncle Henry Atkinson has been nominated from the Elders Council to act as the spokesperson for the Yorta Yorta Elders Council um, and lead it into the new, the new era. But of course, he does it with absolute, uh, there is, we don't, have, we, have, we don't have like the democracy, we have a consensus and we have family groups that are equal and Uncle Henry is a family group member. Wayne is an elder of his family group. So we do it in a very um, uh, consensus and a very traditional manner. But he will be like uh, our person to speak on the Elders Council behalf. Lee Joe Aikim is our chairperson of the Yorta Nation. He leads uh, a group of younger Yorta uh, Yorta people with a governing committee. They look after our financial and our business area. And Lee has uh, stepped forward in the last year. It's been a very demanding role because at the moment, the government, not only have we gone through a high court uh, battle, we're also not funded anymore by government. The state government have cut all our funding. We've got a training centre that was open last year that has not been awarded training hours and we'll have to shut it like a white elephant. We've had our cultural heritage program taken from us. ADSIC gave us $8,000 this year to be able to uh, do any campaigns. So it's a very, very big struggle for Yorta Yorta now. So not only are we facing, uh, um, realising that the legal system can't support us any longer, we're also wearing the backlash now. And of course, one of the most severe bash backlash that we got from the High Court was they determined that we had to pay the costs of those respondents in that High Court. Of course, we had, you know, the Attorney General's office. We had three state governments. You know, you had a multitude of um, parties. The Victorian government have put their hand up and said they're not going to seek costs. We haven't had any indication from any other parties that they are going to seek costs, but I think that we should very much put them up for ridicule if that's the case that occurs. Um, that's one area. I just wanted to talk on the campaign in relation and support Chris about the uh, international, is that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't sometimes. And the, and the Australian government say, well, we've put this new Butte system in place, you do it. And Wayne spoke about it last night very well in relation to, we've done that, it's finished. Now with the international, um, Chris just spoke about some of the areas, but the area of genocide and cultural genocide, and we've seen it with the um, black, not with the black deaths in custody, but more recently with the stolen generation, the culture genocide is, the, is more insidious, well, I mean, murdering people and ethnic cleansing, is, is, is we've gone through that with the murders and those things, but the subtle form of genocidal kill-off of Indigenous peoples by homogenising us and making us one people, not recognise our nationhoods, not recognising our traditional links to country, and then saying that by surviving colonisation somehow 
we've foregone our culture and our roots is just um, the form of uh, genocide that we can't can't ignore any longer. So we have Madame Diaz, who's the uh, rapporteur, special rapporteur for the United Nations um, Indigenous Working Group. Uh, they've just got a permanent forum of Indigenous Peoples of the United Nations. Uh, uh, ratification has just been pulled off where every major Western country and Eastern country and Third World countries have signed off and stated that they support self-determination for Indigenous people. Australia refused to sign it. America signed it, England signed it. I mean, they usually they follow the course of them, but they refused to sign it. So these are the areas. She's coming out and she's doing a report. I understand Diane um, spoke last night. Cicely is going to be making a presentation. We've got Bill Jonas from the Social Justice Commission. We've got a lot of support there and the third committee... Um, Gail McDougall leads that. That's the uh, the committee for um, to end racial discrimination. Something you know, I'm not real good with all these acronyms. <laughs> um, they are there in full support. So I think that we need to raise the the issues because human rights, as we've seen with what's happening with the with the um, refugees and all the things that are happening is very at the basis of our life. Our life is about if we can't respect each other's human rights, then we've got nothing. So I just, um, we're very much, thank you very much for your support. It's going to be harder now. It's going to be harder because we've got so many other issues. The centenary's passed. They think everything's good. The reckon, the, um, the uh, Republic has been buried, so they think. You know, so they think everything's fine and dandy this Australia Day. But it's not. And uh, we've got a big struggle. Not just Yorta Yorta Indigenous people, but our brothers and sisters down in Gippsland down there, the Kulin Nation, the Gunai Kurnai, all around we've got a, Indigenous people are linking and got to make our traditional uh, laws and structures stronger, and that's what we're doing. So you support us to do that. And you get out there and fight this government. You've been listening to Monica Morgan, spokesperson for the Council of Elders of the Yorta Yorta Nation, speaking on Sunday the 26th of January 2003 at the Survival Day Forum at the Barmer Lakes in the middle of the Barmer Forest in the middle of Yorta Yorta country. On Community Radio, you're listening to Environmental Issues on Earth Matters. My name's Indira Narayan. More from the Yorta Yorta Survival Weekend coming up after this track by Titters. Still holds a head of heart. 
from this land and my people Give us strength of identity For the land is our mother Land is our mother Hold us close In a row And like the trees you take from us Like the trees you take from us Our children and our way And you try to force your values on us Try to force your values on us Treat us like Treating us like second-rated citizens Still holds a head of high As the seasons continue their endless cycle Like trees we will flower The strongest spirit and identity with each new day Oh, we will both adapt and still maintain Our sense of being Like the tree you will never take away Don't take away our spirit We will not wear the mask of another culture Pretend we are something else. Marjorie Thorpe is a Gunai and Ma woman from Victoria who spoke on the Sunday the 26th of January at the Barmer Lakes about survival for Indigenous people across Victoria. Marjorie Thorpe speaking on Sunday the 26th of January, Survival Day, at the Barmer Lakes on your Yorta country. You're listening to Earth Matters. First of all, I'd like to pay my respects to the Yorta Yorta people and I'd like to thank the Elders for inviting me here today. I'd like to... Um, at this point in time, acknowledge a couple of people I can see in the audience, and that's Di, Di Cecily from the Equal Opportunity, also co-chair of Reconciliation Victoria. I can see Steve down there. Hello, Steve. And I've just seen Aunty Judy come in. Hello, Aunty Judy. And these are some of the people that I've since Findler, and some of the people I've had work with over the fairly recently within the reconciliation process. And I guess... Um, my role today is a little bit different than, than, than I played in that reconciliation process because although I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be involved in that education process that this country undertook, I also too became frustrated at the end of the day that um, we weren't going anywhere very fast. I'm, my people are from Gunai, I'm a Gunai woman and the Ma people of Western District and Gippsland. I'd also like to pay tribute to my nephew Charles Williams. My family is married into Yorta Yorta people so we feel the pain that the Yorta Yorta people have experienced and understand what they're going through. Particularly my acknowledgements to Wayne. I've known for a long time Wayne and I know the struggle that um, he has been involved in trying to, to get justice in terms of land and in terms of rights for our people. We've fought for a long time and, and we've, I guess we've come a long way in some sense. But today for me is Invasion Day. 
because in 1788 this country was invaded. A war was declared on the Aboriginal people at that time and that war continues to, do, to today. What our people want is for that war to stop. Our people are dying at a faster rate today than what they ever were. So if we want to fight any struggle for the future, we have to make sure our young people and our families stay strong and stay healthy. That is the big battle that we're fighting right now and that's what we're trying to overcome, some of the injustice and the, the effect that, our, that that has on us as people. You look at the disadvantage that Aboriginal people, that we're told that we're faced continuously. We know the struggle that we are suffering. What we're saying today is stop it now. The bottom line for good health is land. When this country was invaded, the land was stolen from us. What's happening today is, is the attempt to legitimise that occupation, to legitimise the theft of this country from our people. That's what's going on today. And if any treaty is to be signed today, not one treaty, what the Reconciliation Council said, many treaties. We don't want one generic treaty that, that takes care of all of us. We want to do our own treaty. That's what we want. The problem that we have in this country today, and it's been beaten up right now, is racism. Aboriginal people have been at the bottom of the rung of the ladder in this society since white men came to this country. We still are. And every new group of migrants that comes into this country, the racism that is shown to them is disgusting. But still at the bottom of the pile, our people are subjected to the worst atrocities of anybody in this world. If you look at the ABS, ABS statistics show that Aboriginal women in this country have a similar situation as Iraqi women. Now, I think that's pretty disgusting. You know, that's ABS statistics. That's the situation our people are faced with. They're the, some of the things that we are continuing to struggle against. And unfortunately, in some situations, the enemy is not only the system, but sometimes our own people that we have to contend with who have become part of that system. Because for us to survive as Aboriginal people, we have to be strong in who we are and where we come from. Otherwise, we cease to exist. And what's that called? Genocide. This country has only just last year enacted a law against genocide in this country. Last year. Why was that? When, there were work, when they signed, this government, this country signed a World Convention Against Genocide in 1945. It was only last year that they, that they made legislation for it to be illegal in this country. I think that's very interesting and I'd like to find out more as to why that is so. So if we don't inform ourselves and educate ourselves about what the real situation is and stop listening to the rhetoric and the bullshit that some people are trying to tell us, then we're going to be wandering around like we are wondering where the next action is. Aboriginal people are dying, as I said, at a faster rate in this state than anywhere else. And if the government of today is talking about addressing disadvantage, the bottom line is that we want our land back.
And okay, we've conceded, we don't want all of it. We understand that we have to share it with people who have come to this country, but we want some land back that is important to us and important and essential to our identity as to who we are. I feel strong because I know who I am. I know who my people are. I know where I come from. It breaks my heart to see Aboriginal people who don't know that. They're the people who are in jail. They are the people who are killing themselves. Young children. They are the people who are dying of unbelievable situations that is not acceptable in a country with the resources this country has. And yet it's blamed the victim all the time. You know, if people want to help, they have to support and listen to what Aboriginal people are saying. Our children need an education. The racism in this country denies our children their right to have an education. My grandfather was better educated than a lot of the kids on Lake Tyres right now. So what's gone wrong? What's gone wrong in the last 30 years or so? The problem is that no one has been taught the history in this country. That's why people don't know what happened to the Aboriginal people. That's what needs to be reinforced. If people have children who go to school, go to your local school and tell the principal that he has to start teaching and respecting about Aboriginal culture and people. Because when they're not doing that and one Aboriginal kid goes to that school, you can imagine what that Aboriginal child has to deal with just to get an education. Health services. How come Aboriginal people have, have such a disastrous state of ill health? They don't have anywhere that, to call their spiritual home. We're forced into cities to get jobs. We need spiritual healing places that we can take care of our own on our own country. And I don't know how long that we've been asking for that, begging for that. We've begged for those kind of places. And I don't really think that it makes any difference whether it's a Labor government or it's a Liberal government. Because to my way of thinking, the Labor government implemented the, the, the native title legislation in the first place. And do you know how they did that? They lifted the Racial Discrimination Act to do it. That's what they did. So the whole legislation is flawed right from the start. What Mabo said, what Mabo said and did, it overturned terra nullis. It said this country was not terra nullis because there were people here. Terra nullis meant that nobody was here because we were considered as animals and treated like animals and still are. But what that decision of Mabo said, that we existed. So all of a sudden, people start realising that that means that we have rights. Well, I'd like to know what those rights are as Indigenous people. And I'd like to know what that is in terms of stopping the assimilation policies that are happening today, right now, that are still trying to absorb us into the mainstream. So those of us that don't die off are being expect, expected to be absorbed into the mainstream. To what? To the culture of what? I think that Aboriginal people in this country have demonstrated time and time again, and I think the best example of that was a demonstration of our culture at the Olympic Games, 
when that one Gina was put up by those people who, dan who did that ceremony. That's an example of what we want to share with people who come to this country and look how we get treated in return. That has to stop. It's about educating yourselves first. It's about understanding what really happened and then it's about educating anybody and everybody. And it starts this education process, start with, I think the, you know, the biggest problem that's facing us is the people who are teaching our children. What are they teaching them? And it's too arbitrary. We see some wonderful examples and yet we see some very bad examples. And one example I can tell you right now is Lake Central Secondary College, 100% dropout rate at year 10 for Aboriginal kids. No hope, no hope. So that's where we have to look, if people you know, are really serious and fair income about this, we have to look at, at tackling those issues. We have to have partnerships with people so that we can deliver the best services according to what we want. People didn't want to go to hospitals because they were afraid of dying in hospitals because that's what happened. You went to hospital, you died. There is still that fear of people being killed off when they use mainstream health services. So we have to, we have to become, we have to be sure that there aren't any ulterior motives to why we want to use these, these services. Because we have lost faith and we have lost trust in the system and continually being told to believe in this and believe in that. You know, the Yorta Yorta people put their faith in the native title process and a lot of us have. The Gunai has a huge claim going down in Gippsland. There's claims right across this state. You know, what hope have we got? Why should we subject our people to that trauma and that hurt of going through that process? No money. If you had a look at what the Yorta Yorta were expected to run that claim on, without being adequately resourced, I think that's a disgrace. And I'd lay that fairly and squarely at the feet of ATSIC. I think we really have to look at who our representatives are, who is speaking on our behalf, and watch out for who is imposing this order on us that controls and contains us and, makes, and puts us in boxes and not being able to say what's really what in this country today. I think this country should be ashamed of itself. And I know that the world is watching this country. And I'm glad I'm an, indig an Indigenous person in this country. Thank you. That was Marjorie Thorpe, Gunai and Marvelman from Victoria. And before that, you heard Monica Morgan, spokesperson for the Council of Elders of the Yorta Yorta Nation. You've been listening to another Survival Day special produced for Earth Matters. My name's Indira Narayan, and wherever you are around the country, tune in again this time next week to hear another half-hour edition of Earth Matters. Earth Matters is produced in the studios of 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne. I'll join you again this time next week. See you later. Lovely to see so many people out there supporting Yorta Yorta people and supporting the fact that what Mr Justice only has said is completely wrong, completely false because as I stand here as a person, I stand here as a Yorta Yorta woman and I still exist and so do the rest of my family.
I'd also like to just acknowledge, of course, that we are on Yorta Yorta land. It's something that I like to hold dear when I introduce my performance wherever I'm standing. If I'm standing on Australian land, I'm standing on Aboriginal land. So it's really important for you to acknowledge that wherever you go. And of course, this land is ours. This one's called the Mission Song. Come on to me, he said. Call a boy from the mission. Come look what they've done to me. Well, I was filled with frustration. Oh, they've taken everything that possibly could have been. They've taken my family now all i have in this world that is left for me is a journey that shouldn't be is a journey that shouldn't be 